Turn in your Bibles to Galatians 3 and verse 13. Praise the Lord. Now, you know I've preached on this many times, but I just keep coming back round to it because we need to remember it, uh, of what our blessings are. Sometimes the mantra, you can almost turn a prayer, you get out of faith into a mantra or just something you're just chanting as if that's going to help move God, the chanting. But uh, that's not the kind of God we serve. Uh, you know, throw the girl in the volcano or something to appease, you know, you get into some kind of weird deal if you're not careful. And get out of faith and over into religion. Well, we're not interested in the practice of religion. We're interested in faith in a true and living God. Amen. All right, so it says here in Galatians 3, notice this is all in the past tense. These are our blessings. We don't have to chant it, God bless me, bless me, bless me, oh please, oh please, oh please, oh. We don't have to do that. We can thank him instead for the blessings that he's already given us. We are already in his favor. We are already in his hand. We are already being blessed with all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's already ours. It's got your name on it. It's got my name on it. Just claim it by faith and walk in it. And be, and if you want to talk to God about it, just thank him for it instead of always asking. Amen. So sometimes we're asking God to do what he's already done. We're asking him to accomplish what's already been accomplished through the finished work of Christ. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed, all past tense. Two words that are past tense. Not Christ is going to redeem us at some point in the suite over yonder, but here and now, past tense, if it's past tense, that means it's already a law, it's already enacted, amen. It's already the provisions for it are available to those who will receive it by faith. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Woo! Praise God. Uh, so we've dealt with the curse. What about the blessing? Does that go away too? No. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Talking about the cross of Christ. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, say that means me, through Jesus Christ, that we, we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So faith is required. The Bible tells us in Ephesians uh, 2.8 that we're saved by grace through faith. Amen. Through faith. So you, just because we understand grace and live and walk in grace doesn't mean there's no use for faith. Amen. You notice everything's by faith, right? We have to accept it. We have to believe it. We have to acknowledge it. And we have to use our faith. Amen. So how is this promise of the Spirit going to get to us, this blessing of Abraham? How is it going to get to us? Through faith. (laughs) 
Amen. In other words, that's the conduit. That's the vehicle to get it to you is through faith. Somebody might say, well, that's my problem, Pastor. I don't have any faith, or my faith is little, or my faith is weak, or I don't have faith. Well, in the name of Jesus, shut up. (laughs) Don't confess that ever again, because one thing, it's not true. The Bible says, for God has given, in Hebrews, God has given every man the measure of faith. Amen. So everybody's got faith according to God. So, well, I just don't feel like I have it. Well, that's like saying you don't have a brain because you don't feel it. And I'm telling you, if you feel your brain, you're in trouble. Well, I've never seen my brain. Same thing goes for that. If you see your brain, you're in trouble. Something is seriously wrong if you're seeing your brain. Amen? And so we believe in a lot of things that we don't feel, that we don't see, that that has no tangible uh, presence in our life, and yet we believe that. Amen? Hallelujah. And so uh, why is faith any more uh, any different or more difficult? Amen? It's not, is it? No, you just accept it. How many accept? What the anatomy books show that you have a brain. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Some people you do wonder. You know, maybe there's uh, packing peanuts in there or something. But uh, if you're up and functioning, you have a brain. If you're alive, you have a brain. Amen? And uh, Or some other internal organ uh, that, that you have. That you've never seen. Hopefully, I don't. I don't. I have no interest in personally viewing all of my internal organs. I again, if you're seeing very many things, something seriously wrong. So, uh, but I take it for granted. I've never seen my liver, but I take it for granted that I have one and that it's functioning. Amen. How, you see what I'm saying? It's an illustration. So it's the same with uh, all. It's like saying I don't believe in air because I've never seen it. Did you know nobody's seen air? Did you know that we see the wind, which is a result of air moving, but you say, oh, look at that, look at that, uh, look at the wind. Well, you don't really see the wind. You can't see the wind. You can feel it as it blows. You can see the results of it, you know, with a tree flapping or a flag flying, but you, you, you don't see air. Air is all around us, right? The air molecules. Amen. But it doesn't mean it's not there just because you don't see it. And if you don't believe in, in uh, that air is necessary and have faith in air, let's put a plastic bag over your head and see how long you last. You understand? When the air is gone, there's no life. So my point is that just because we don't see it and feel it doesn't mean that we don't have it. And doesn't mean we can't operate in it. Amen. So how do you accept faith and know you have faith and use faith? You do it by faith. <laughs> Praise God. Just act like the Bible's so. Act like the word is true. Say that it's true. Say that it's so. Declare it to yourself and to others. Amen. Brother Hagin said, I used to declare He said, I'd stand and I'd say, I declare in three worlds, heaven, earth, and hell, and any entity that wants to listen, that Jesus is my Lord, that I'm saved, that I'm filled, I'm healed, 
I'm delivered. I, I have all the promises and blessings of the word. I would declare it in three worlds. Amen. Heaven, earth, and hell. And whoever wants to listen can listen in. Amen. Uh, I remember Brother Hagin saying so many times when he was talking about uh, challenges coming at, at him like anybody else does. Oh, well, he's a prophet of the Lord. Surely he didn't have any challenges. See, that is just, I don't know, that's like brain damage right there. I mean, to think such a thing. The crisis of life comes to everybody. Situations that you don't know really how to handle comes to everyone. Things that are beyond us and seem impossible come to everyone. And nobody's exempt. But praise God, we, it's, it's how you handle it that makes the difference. And you can just freak out and fall out and pass out. Or you can say, you know what, I'm trusting the Lord. I may not see the way that I need to go, but I'm believing that the way is made. Hallelujah. I'm going to believe and declare with my mouth and believe with my heart. Say, well, I don't know if you really believe that or not. You tell your heart what to believe. You say it. You say, you're going to believe this. And your head is where your, tr- your trouble's not with your heart, folks. The trouble's with your head. Your head gets in the way. Well, look what this letter says. Look what this doctor says. Look at this symptom. Look at this failure. Look at this problem. Uh, our head is constantly wanting an answer. Sometimes you have to tell your head to shut up. Amen? You have to say, stop asking. None of your business. This is spiritual, and you don't understand. The Bible says the natural mind cannot understand the things of the Spirit. So quit trying to appease it. You have to, like Brother Hagin used to say all the time, keep your mind quiet and on Jesus. Tell your mind, think about Jesus, think about the cross, that's all you need to know. I'll let you know if you need to know anything else. Amen. Because who's the I here that's talking? The spirit man, the eternal man. Amen. This flesh is not eternal. Our brains are not eternal. Uh, but our spirit man that lives inside this body and possesses the mind is eternal. And that's the part, the inward man that counts. Amen. I just can't stress that enough. The more you acknowledge that and understand that and see that, the better off you'll be. Is this helping anybody? While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are unseen are eternal. So faith to really shine, to really work, to really put the oomph in life, you gotta, you gotta understand you're operating in the unseen realm all the time. And so the seen realm is subject to change, praise God. I told Scarlett today, you know, we're having a bit of a challenge at home and uh, uh, with a situation that I don't think would be good to put out there publicly, but uh, in caring for a loved one, I said, uh, you know, this too shall pass, praise God. You know, we, it's that, thank God it doesn't just stay in a uproar all the time, amen? The Lord is helping. The Lord is providing. The Lord is directing. And the Lord is guiding. Well, that rhymed. How about that? Praise the Lord. Okay, so 
Now we know this, that the blessing comes on us through Jesus Christ, not even through obedience to the law. Because you see, Abraham's blessing to the Jews, to them, they got stuck on obeying Moses' law to get Abraham's blessing. Actually, it never came that way, to be honest, because the, 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 uh, the covenant was made 470 years before the law. <laughs> so how could you get something by the law that was never designed as such? A covenant is not law-keeping. A covenant is a blood oath taken between two parties. Amen? This was between, really, God the Father, Abraham, and Jesus. And so we don't get a vote. We didn't vote whether we liked it or not. People that say, well, I don't know about that health and wealth preaching. Well, it doesn't matter what you know about it. It doesn't change anything. The Bible says here in Galatians that uh, uh, you can't change it once the testator is die- has died. You understand? Once Grandpa dies, the will is the is the legal document. That's it. The governor can't change it. The legislature can't change it. The president can't change it. The ruler of the universe <laughs> somewhere can't change it. Except, you know, God is not going to change it because he keeps his word. Amen? He's not a liar. You know, you understand? He's not like, you know, some lawyer down on the corner that is a liar somewhere. But uh, he's not a liar, and uh, he follows the law, and and it says clearly here that once the testator is dead, nothing can disannul it. There is no law against it. Amen. Isn't this good? Aren't you glad to know that Abraham's blessings belong to you, and the devil can't do anything about it, and the religious naysayers can't do anything about it? They think they can. So what? Somebody says, well, so-and-so said, well, it doesn't matter what they said. What does the Bible say? Turn to Deuteronomy 28 and look at, uh, look at verse 1. Let's go over these blessings again before we go today. Amen. Is this helping you? See, you need to, you need to confess, I have a covenant. Not, I have payback from my obedience. Now, there is a blessing in obeying the word, isn't there? But we don't have faith because of our obedience. We have faith because of Christ's obedience. You know, there's a huge difference. Religion teaches us to have faith in our track record. But the Word teaches us to have faith in God's track record. Now, which one would you rather have faith in, yours or his? (laughs) You'd have to be pretty arrogant or stupid to answer that any other way. Amen? Well, there are stupid people. I have met a few. Some of them are my relatives. I've been, I've been to the primate, you know, display at the zoo and thought I saw somebody that I recognized, you know. 
say, look, that looks just like Uncle whatever his name is, you know. So you do, you, you do wonder about some people. All right. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. It shall come to pass, if if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, you say, well, there it is. There's obeying the law. <clears throat> yep. And you know what? There's only one law left to obey. One. There's only one. And that is love the Lord God with all your heart and then to mind and soul and to love your neighbor as yourself. The law of love is the great law. Amen. Well, you think about it, if you love somebody, you're not going to steal from them. You know what I mean? You're not going to, like the Ten Commandments, you're not going to steal from them. You're not going to take their wife away from them. You're not going to lie about them. False. You're not going to give false witness, right? All those things. If you love your God, the Lord your God with all your heart, you're not going to have another God before you. So, you know, it, it, the law of love covers all of it. Plus, Jesus fulfilled the law. He said so in Matthew 5 that he had come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Everybody say, Jesus paid it all. Well, did he or didn't he? Well, he did. Amen. And he's not collecting interest and back pay. Amen. He paid it all. All these blessings, if you, if you, if you'll believe this. So what's our command now in regard to this is just to believe it. Say, I believe. See, how hard is that? Well, I don't know if I agree. I don't feel. I don't, well, let's kick you in the knee and see how you feel. You need to feel something. We have a back room with pots and pans. We can uh, arrange feelings. Praise the Lord. You need to feel some. I just don't know if I can go back to that church. I just don't feel like I used to feel. Well, we can arrange some feelings. We know a guy that knows a guy. (laughs) I mean, how ridiculous is that? That's like saying, I don't want to go to work. I don't feel like it. Well, who hasn't felt like it? And you go anyway, don't you? Well, I don't feel like brushing my teeth. Okay, rot mouth, fine. I mean, you know, right? I don't feel like using deodorant. Well, other people disagree with you. (laughs) We do a lot of things we don't feel like doing, but we do it. Well, I don't feel like praising the Lord. Well, that's the best time to do it when you don't feel like it. Because your flesh, let me tell you what's trying to happen here. Your flesh is trying to take over. And do what it wants to do. The flesh lives by one motto. If it feels good, do it. If it doesn't, forget it. And that will lead you to destruction. I'm telling you, your flesh will destroy itself. You can't just, you know, do everything that you feel like doing, eat everything you see, do everything. You know, you understand you're going to end up in trouble, right? 
you have to have something smarter. That's why God didn't just put us out here a blob of flesh like an amoeba flapping around. We have a brain, praise God, and we have the mind of Christ. We can use that brain. And we also have the, the most important thing is we are a spirit. We don't have a spirit. We are a spirit. Amen. And spirit to spirit. And we can walk, glory to God, in lockstep with our Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Walk in lockstep. Where your thoughts and God's thoughts are the same thought. There's strength in that, folks. But you're never going to get there if you let your flesh get up in the driver's seat. That's like driving, you're going to go on a road trip, going to go from here to Atlanta, and you got a three-year-old in the back seat screaming, I want to drive, Daddy. Okay, let's see how you do. Now take I-75 North. I mean, you would be out of your mind to do that. And yet this is what we do. We kind of take our flesh, which is selfish and self-serving always and never right, hardly. And we say, okay, you you drive for a while. I'm tired because I don't feel like praising the Lord. (laughs) That's why David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, and all that is within me. And he says, I will lift my hands. You know, you go to some churches, and I I know it's their tradition, but they just seem scared to death to lift their hands, you know. You ever been in one of those services? They're like looking around, I don't know if I should do this. Their hands are up here like, you know, an otter giving, you know, signals. And somebody finally raises their hand up high and people look at them like, what are you doing? And and then, you know, it got a little beat to a song and I don't know if we should clap or not. The roof's going to cave in. I don't know. I don't know what that's from. It's, it's just, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, sometimes it's just that's what they're used to. But I will tell you, there is something to making your body praise the Lord. Making your arms Raise up. Making your hands clap. Making your voice speak and sing and declare. And say, well, I just don't feel like it. I know. That's the best time to do it. Preach, pastor. Let us have it. Both barrels. I love that blessings shall come on you and overtake you. You don't have to hunt down the blessing. The blessing will hunt you down. Like publisher's house sweepstakes. You don't have to go hunt them down. They hunt you down if you're the winner. Well, we're the winners. Praise God. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, bless shall thou be in the city. You live in the city, you're blessed. Blessed thou shall be in the field or the country, rural areas, you're blessed. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. That's your children, isn't it? Grandchildren. The fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thine kind, the flocks of thy sheep, 
Blessed shall be thy basket in thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Coming and going. We're blessed. We can say, I'm blessed coming and going. The Lord shall cause thine enemies. Anybody ever experienced enemies? The Lord shall cause thine enemies. The Lord shall do it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to hire the guy that knows the guy. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. He shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Sounds like he's given us land. Amen. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep thy commandments of the Lord and walk in his ways. And anyway, it goes on and on about being blessed. And just uh, verse uh, 11 says, he'll make us plenteous in goods. Uh, look at 12. He shall open his good treasure. Woo! You don't have to worry about your little jewelry box or treasure box. You can op- He'll open his box. How many believe he's got some stuff in there? Thou shalt lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. The Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Say, well, we've just always been at the tail end. Well, stop saying that and call yourself the head. Thou shalt be above only and shall not be beneath. Above only. How y'all doing? Well, we're under the weather. Don't confess that. I'm above the weather. (laughs) Thou shalt not be beneath if thou shalt hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God. Anyway, you know, if you kept reading, we won't take time today. We've done it before. We've done it in, in depth before to read the curses. And, and you know there's a blessing in reading the curses. You know why? Because every time you read one of those curse verse, you can say, I'm redeemed from that. So if you have one of the curse verses trying to come on you, you can go read that and say, That's not that didn't belong to me. Because I'm redeemed from the curse of the law according to Galatians 3.13. Do you know how important this teaching is right here? Do you realize how many Christians reject it when it's taught? A lot of people, they they just want to sing and talk about down here below troubles and trials. We shouldn't be talking about below anything. The Bible says we should be above only, not below. Down here below in this old world, can't wait to leave. And... uh you, you know, I, I would just be careful with a lot of singing and talking like that because what you're talking about, you're glorifying death. You know, there is a time to die. How many know that? There is a time to leave this earth and say, my job's done and I'm ready to go to Jesus. Uh, that's that, And the Bible says that the, the 
the death of the saints is precious in the eyes of the Lord. But at the same time, while there is life on this earth for you, you don't need to be glorifying death. Glorify the life of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And not, well, yeah, down here and everybody's blowing snot and crying and carrying on and uh, thinking of what a wonderful service that was. Well, you, you, yeah, you lifted up the devil. And so, uh, you know, we need to lift up Jesus. He says, I am the life. I have come that you might have death and have it uh, super abundantly. No, life. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Live in the, if this is your last day on earth, live it to the fullest and have abundant life in it. Amen. Praise God. You don't have to die before you die. <laughs> have you ever seen somebody do that? I have. Folks, uh, you know, I had a relative recently that passed away and they said about this relative that this person just gave up and just laid there for years just waiting to die instead of doing something. You know, that's no way to be, is it? That's not, that's not good sense, really. Something's off there. But praise God, you know, we don't have to die before we die. We can live every day to the fullest and uh, thank God for his unspeakable gift of grace and ah I'm just excited today I, I hope you're excited too I've got the life of God in me amen Abraham's blessings are mine I'm blessed in the city I'm blessed in the field amen I'm blessed coming coming in I'm blessed going out I'm the head and not the tail every day you ought to get up and confess some of this you know, no matter how you feel, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're facing, no matter who's coming or what's coming against you, just get up and confess and say, Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm, I've got it. Like Cindy Black said, she's having a tough day and she said, I started shouting out, I have a covenant. <laughs> Amen. I have a, don't, don't even get into, I don't deserve this, or, you know, I don't understand. Don't go there. It, there's no answer to that stuff. You've got, why, why explore something that there's no answer to? It's not who deserves what, or who should get and shouldn't get. It's, uh, all of us deserved hell. All of us deserve judgment. But Jesus took our place. Amen. And all that judgment and all that hell and all that payback and everything was put on him for you. You understand the gospel. You know, you can't imagine how many Christians don't even understand the gospel. And then they go to church and shout and hoop and holler and, you know, do the Pentecostal neck jerk and the whole thing. And then they wonder why nothing works out. But I'm telling you, you've got to know what the gospel means. It's Jesus took our place. We were condemned, but he took our place. He took all that condemnation. That's why Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Woo! Praise the Lord. Well, I hope some of you watching online got some of that. Amen. I'm excited up in here. How about you?
This is where we live, folks. This is where the victory is. And uh, you don't, you, you know, you don't have to look to this prophet and that prophet for a special word or some weird thing, you know, twirly gig fly out of their head. You know, Cherie one time was going to go speak at a women's group. I won't name their name, but they're glowing. And, uh, in Oklahoma and, uh, the, I think down in the south part of the state, down by McAllister or somewhere, she was going to be the, the speaker. So she drove down there to speak and they were announcing next month's meeting, you know, this group. They said, now you want to come see sister so and so, because when she prays for the people, a blue flame shoots out of her arm. And Cherie said, well, my Lord. And then they said, now our speaker today is Cherie Horton. She said, my Lord, how am I going to, how am I going to compete with the blue, the blue flame shooter woman? You know, I don't have anything that shoots out. So, uh, that you can visibly see. So, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes we're looking for the, spe- Brother Hagen used to say, if you look for the spectacular, you'll miss the supernatural. Because the supernatural is not always spectacular, but it's amazing and it's strong and it'll help you and it'll do what you need done. All right, let's lift our hands. I've sputtered to a close and thank God for the word today that's gone forth in this place. Thank you, Lord. Abraham's blessings belong to us. All the blessings and all the curses, we are redeemed from them. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, God bless.